Let's just have a van chat. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the problem, is like, this week and last week, and this is, I think I mentioned it on the previous show, it's like there's not a huge amount of output taking place at the moment. You know what? It does raise a very interesting point, though, is that that guy that wanted to see how we set things up, even though though set up only takes like a couple of seconds, Yep. that's enough of a barrier to kind of break flow, whereas when we're in the van, it just... No, exactly. Conversation just happens. Um, yeah. So this, <laughs> this week sounds man, like really <laughs> this week, man. It's the the key thing. Like, if you turn off in about five seconds, the key thing I to take away of whatever this this podcast is going to be about. It's it's not all rainbows and sunshine running a startup. Like the last few weeks have just been internally hard very work. tough. Hard. It's doing. The, yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's just doing the hard work, isn't it? It's, it's not all shiny, it's not pushing, it's not sales, it's not marketing, it's not new members. It's, it, it's crunch, essentially, especially with the app, um, like with bug reporting and things like that. That's, not a sec- that's never a sexy task to do. Not sexy and frustrating because yeah. we're like, let's push it Monday. And then we get a test flight update on Monday. And if for those of you that are listening that don't know what test flight is, it's basically a way for you to push an app onto your iPhone and test it before submitting it to the App Store and, and run it natively on the phone. Um, but we've had like four versions of that now where we mm. think that one's the I've next just, one. I've just downloaded one. So, so what's, it, what's it been like with you and Matt? I mean, I, to be completely honest, like I try and step out of that as much as I can because when I get involved, I tend to just slow that whole process down because I think that you and Matt between you have got that covered. Like what I'll do occasionally is log in and I'll just slack you guys and be like, this looks shit or like this, this is ugly. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Cause when you were saying that, I was just thinking it's, we kind of know what we're doing now, but what happens is an, an update will get pushed to yeah. test flight. We'll go through the same processes before to check if bugs that we came across are fixed. Let's say they are. But what I and think just, just for people listening, like how are you documenting that? I think this well, could be interesting. We know processes that, people are going to take when they use the app so you so we kind of have a list of actions yep. to do um we obviously know the back of hand now <laughs> what is what each step is yeah uh, we then have like google sheets where we just log bugs note where they are and how you achieve the issue so if, okay if like you, how you reproduce that problem. yeah because okay. what happens is we go through find a bug we go to mark and say, hey, there's a bug when you do this. But he needs to know exactly what you did to really zero in on where the issue is being created. Yep. Because it might not be it might not be because you pressed this button. It might be because you've actually got two other settings involved that cause a conflict, which then creates... Yeah, it's like it's a domino effect, isn't it? And as much as me and Matt go through uh, and try and solve these things, there's still... That's why when you come in... <laughs> and do one thing and you find something it's because we're you end up not be, you don't become blind but you just you have to really completely refresh and no, blank no. out your previous experience and go through it as a genuine new user each time and that's why having lots of users will surface bugs that you never even thought I mean yeah you, you saw so last night private uh, support Facebook community that we've mm. got something came up and I had to explain to him, I said, he was like, I'm really sorry to have to raise these problems. I was like, no, I said, we can test and test and test as much as we physically can. 
but when you've got as many users as we do, they're going to do things that we've never tried. We try and do everything, yeah. but they're going to do some odd, crazy things. And they're going to take this weird line through the app and it's going to do something that we didn't expect. Um, it's one of the benefits I think we've got of actually having the private Facebook group. And like with, with David, the guy that had the issue, when they appreciate that and they deal with it in the way that they did and they help us fix it, it's, it's a massive, massive help. Yeah, and it's, it's real world scenarios. Like anything in a lab environment is not real. So there's no, like we, we have either, either we're on Wi-Fi or we've got strong signal because we're in the city, but there's no, we're not putting it through its paces in a dark corner of the countryside or anything yeah, like yeah. that. So there's Just so, like GPRS there's so signal and bits like that. And exactly. the reason we mention that for everyone that's not up to speed is because we're building offline mode into the app. So it's really, really difficult to test it in all these situations. Yeah, like using offline mode as an example is I can turn airplane mode on. So we know 100% that it's functioning offline. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to test that in-between fluctuation of good signal to... It's like like binary. You've had it where it's like the O, which Lord knows what that even is. (laughs) But it may as well not have signal at all because nothing happens. So how how do you test for low to high signal when it switches in yeah like, in the, like as you say we're on Wi-Fi or you're in airplane mode and it's like binary it's like the in-between stuff is really mm. difficult to test yeah. so yeah that's that's where like overall with the app I'm feeling like I've said, I think I said I literally think I said this last Friday I feel like we're there now and it's been another week and I'm going to say it again yeah I mean we I are feel- <laughs> we are there it's just it's you're more confident than me around this these, at the moment it's just bugs like it, it looks what we can put a product out that is still sketchy, but now I feel like we've got all our audience and users deserve quality off the mark. Yeah, there's a difference when people are using it and it's free and there's no financial commitment mm-hmm. from anyone. And then all of a sudden, in the last six months, it's been like, actually, people are running their business yeah. on this damn thing. So we, we can't and they can't afford to have a product that doesn't function no, properly. Exactly. And, and the level of testing that, mm-hmm. go, that we used to do six months ago is completely different to the level of testing we do now. Well, it was all—it was a bit more scrappy. It was like, "Hey, we've done this," and you, we essentially kind of used our audience to test it, test it for exactly. us, and then we yeah, just yeah. fixed the problems as they got reported in. Whereas now, it needs to be the complete opposite. We need to have done all of that internally and give them the finished result. So, what what was the big shift internally for us that made us want to do that? Is it is it because people are paying for? Yeah, something I think it, I think it was just that once we doubled down on the fact that it was going to be a sellable product as well. Mm-hmm. If someone's spending their hard-earned money on something that's designed to help them yeah. <laughs> with their cash flow and their work. <laughs> yeah, general. exactly. It's supposed to make their life easier. They shouldn't be just banging their head against a brick wall every time they're trying to just use our software. So we're just trying to deliver on that promise. It's been interesting. And do you think with the amount of users that we've got now paying for the app, when it's 100x more users... Do you think it's going to change the dynamic again? Like, Do you think there's stages um, of like, or is it just like it's free and then it's paid and that's why we have to just make sure that it's a polished product that we ship? Or do you still think there's levels of, there's X hundred users, there's X thousand users, there's X tens of thousands of users? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Um, I feel at the moment we're kind of still on the scale where we are very intimate with kind of with with the relationships that we have with our users, so we've still got that kind yeah. of one to one relationship. Going Core on. users can get hold of us, so and and, it, and it's still manageable the amount of users that we, that we have. Whereas when it, you mean paying users, yeah, yeah, okay. But when it when it ticks over to the point where it's not physically possible to 
speak to these people all in one day. It just, we need to be so confident that the product manages itself. But on that note, do we have to scale the team up internally so we're always in that position? I don't... Because yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing when you put on like a spreadsheet of how many people can one person, like account mm, manager. Yeah. And then I suppose it's like a thing for me is like, should SaaS products, should like 80 pounds a year products ever have an account manager or should it all be self-serve with just bug reporting? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get like, what you Does the staff scale with the, with the a, number of users? There's a fine balance with, support? for example, if you've got someone doing support, yep. there shouldn't be that many problems that the support guy's got to deal with. So it, I think there is a ratio of, if say one person can deal with a hundred people because yep. there shouldn't really be that many problems coming from those hundred. So if you've got a thousand people, you should probably only need a team of five or ten to deal with. Oh, I think the same. I, 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 yeah. I don't know how exactly it grows, but I think it's way. I think I think one person on a. So there's different things. There's uh, support, as in I found a bug, can we fix it? And I think it's one to potentially thousands if yeah. you've got a solid app. But then there's the other side of it, which is what you do as well, because you kind of do both ends yeah. at the moment. Um, which is helping people understand how to use that, not bug related, mm. but like onboarding, user journey, engagement side. Like, do those two roles split in your opinion? It's really interesting having this conversation with you now because you're about to go and have a review. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of what I've been thinking about, and it's like, it, it's a very, it's, I feel like it's quite difficult to predict, um, but in an ideal scenario, uh, is the, quality of the software gets better there shouldn't be as many yeah. kind of problem solving scenarios so it feels like the onboarding stuff should go up because there's more people using it and well, the that again go down should be efficient easier. yeah so it's that weird balancing that there'll be more people which will create new challenges how do you get the same message to more people but once we zero in on that that should then bring the difficulty level down it's <laughs> It's a big question mark, and, and I guess that's it's going to be something we'll be dealing with. I guess it's my job to try and work it out. Um, talking about staff, mm. we've made an offer. Oh yeah, to a um, a new member of the team. So, just to overview my thoughts around that, just to give Why the listeners whispering? an update. I don't know. I went quiet. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> as if like it's top secret. He's not here. Um, so, as a team, we get a lot of a lot of work inbound to us, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's from our existing community or referrals from our communities of people that they know. Uh, and it's very enclosed within a certain demographic. So it's heating engineers specifically. They, we've got a really great reputation for delivering good value products, good value websites to, to this specifically private Facebook group that's now getting a little bit bigger. Um, but when, when I started mapping out our sort of sales formula in terms of how do we actually grow and scale this business, I thought... Heating engineers, worst time of year potentially to be selling to them because they are just at their peak. So I thought if, if that's a horrible time of year to sell to a heating engineer, who's it a really good time of year to sell to? And then I thought the guys that are on the ground outside that can't lay brick and paving to the landscapers, the extension builders. And I thought internally, we don't actually have the capacity to test this. So put a job posting out to basically try and find someone that is comfortable in an outbound selling role to let this new group of people that know little about us as a company because we're, we're more heat engineers, yeah. more Facebook, um, really try and get our name out in front of them and try and sell some product to them. Websites, service, profiles, whatever whatever it is, get them involved in the community. So I was really looking for someone that could, from day one, pick up the phone 
and start selling websites. Uh, so we, we came across uh, this woman called Lucy. Um, Lucy has formally accepted the offer. She's still speaking to the MD today, so I'm, she's, she hasn't had a meeting with her MD yet, so I'm not like, she's starting, yeah. because if her MD's got anything about her, I'm prepared to hire her, which means I think she's great. Um, and if her MD has anything about him, um, he'll try and retain her and probably try and offer some more money and keep her to stay. So she's accepted, but she hasn't had the conversation yet, so I'm not, I'm not taking it for granted that she's going to start. Um, but the, the really interesting thing from, from the hire is like Lucy's background is very, very similar to mine in terms of a sales role. She uses the same software, calling the same sorts of people, making 80 to 100 calls a day. And like when the CV came through, and the fact that she's putting herself through college to do web design because she mm-hmm. just likes that world and we want someone to sell websites, it just seemed too good to be true on paper. Like, I thought it was like 40 from the States having a laugh. Like, I'm just going to put this perfect <laughs> thing together. Um, so for me, it's going to be really interesting. The key thing probably for me to highlight for the podcast is I had to be so transparent and honest with this because she's leaving a job to come and work for a startup, established company that has a set formula, set way of doing things, to come and work for a startup. And we do not have a sales formula for this at the moment. Like, yeah. We don't know whether it's realistic to make 100 calls, sell one website in a day, or make 100 calls and sell five, or make 500 calls and sell... Like, we do not know these numbers. Well, that's why we kind of switched to internal uh, sales initially in the f- because we found it was it was difficult. And, and yeah, and in terms of like selling internally with our community and doing inbound traffic lead generation through like Facebook Live, mm. um, content creation, the reason that we did that and it worked really well is because we could create one piece of content and then use it for five different things. So even if it didn't generate a sale, we still got loads of value from it. Yeah. So it was a really good use of our time. Um, and no one's actually had the bandwidth and the time. Like we tried it with you. Mm. Like I said, make some calls. I was like, actually, can you, can you help with this? Oh, we're yeah. doing this focus group. Can you help with that? And you were just getting pulled left, right, and center to try different things. And no one's physically just said as... So the way, the way I see it, and I have to explain it to Lucy's ways, we test Facebook ads, for example. We test PPC. I need to take the same approach with sales outbound, which means if it doesn't work, you turn it off. Had to explain that to her. Uh, and she's... She believes, after running through the product, she believes that it's, it's a good fit. She likes the company. She loves the, she came to see the, you guys in the office. She loves the vibe here. And she's super confident in the fact that she can sell this, which you want to hear. And I love the fact that we had a bit of negotiation about salary and commissions and she negotiated and that's what you want out of a salesperson. Probably a good point, actually. If you're hiring someone that does sales and they don't push back on the salary offer or the commissions offer, at least a little bit, don't hire them because, <laughs> because you want someone that can negotiate a deal. Um, or at least make sure they get the most value out of it. So the, the, like the transparency thing was, I w- obviously, when I, saw her, when I saw her on paper, great fit. When I met her, like super clued up, super great, wanted to hire her. But it's really unfair of me to be like, oh, yeah, we've got this formula, this mm. thing works, you'll hit this. I just had to be like, you're great. You seem like a great fit for the role, but you need to come in and prepare to develop the role compared to coming in and just performing in the role. Yeah. Like there's no, there's, there's no formula. Um, and that's why she pushed back. She was like, great. It says, I'm probably gonna need a month to work out how I'm gonna make this work. So can you guarantee my commissions for the first month? And I was like, good on you. Like, I like that, <laughs> fair play. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And 
hopefully after a couple of weeks I think it could be an interesting one for you to bring Lucy onto the podcast and just mm. have a chat to see how she's getting on probably not too early because she's like yeah, no, brand new company scared. yeah exactly like this sort of conversation like this hey, is very intense <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really looking forward to that um, just because I feel like we're just scratching the surface of the work that we can do and to be honest the fact that she knows websites and stuff like that is it's really interesting if she becomes like if she hunts her own food, then eats it in terms of she finds a website lead, she closes the deal and she builds a website herself. Like then she's just her own little cost base. Mm. Like you just send like every day she just looks after herself. She generates revenue for the business. She makes a bit of profit. She covers the salary, she covers the commissions done like that would be great. And the key thing for me to learn as like CEO is develop a formula that works with her because it's simple as if I, for every pound that I pay her, she makes the money she makes profit for the company. We just end up with five looses. Mm. Like a, because there's so many tradespeople that we can get in front of. If we develop this formula that works, then it's just a case of scaling it up. And that's why, I, that's, that's exciting to me. That's, that, that's where it gets interesting. Um, because we've got, we feel like we've got internal nailed. Yeah. Like you, you seem to be nailing that, which is great. Matt's really helping with the kind of project management side of the, to be honest, I was going to say project management is largely around the app at the moment, but you need someone with his diligence to to just own that. Um, and in terms of feature updates and the way that we've now got stuff laid out on the board and might be worth talking about that in the future, but it seems like we've got a better product roadmap and workflow that we're working to now. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's no delays. <laughs> delays. Talk about delays. Like, I've, I, let me just throw a little thank you to Mark. Like Mark's been dealing with oh a, God, an yeah. he's been dealing with an agency as well. I, overall, he's been great, but he's been dealing with an agency, and I love the fact he's not just rolling over. As in, you should see some of the like he, the email that I got sent across the other day. We hired an agency to outsource this work and to take Mark off the tools so he could focus on other things. When when we when we kind of signed for this, I was thinking this is awesome because this is gonna this is just gonna really push this offline mode through it's yep. just going to come out the other side spanking so couldn't be further from the truth the, the, the thing is from my perspective is what's really annoyed me about it is this was meant to free mark up to work on other areas of the business he was going to spend three months on offline mode independently himself or we hire an agency that's going to do it in six weeks that frees mark up for those six weeks mm. that's the value yeah mark has spent countless full days fixing items that have been sent because it's either quicker because we're on a deadline or the agency is just not being responsive. Now, I know there's both sides to every story and I'm not going to throw the agency under the bus because overall I think they've done a, I think they've done a 75% job, mm. but it's going to be interesting and I'll feed it back on the podcast is how we relay that and how you deal with an agency that hasn't fully delivered when you've agreed a price and they feel like they've done more work than they should have already, and we feel the complete opposite, I think it'll make a good conversation of how we yeah, rectify that. Yeah. Um, largely because it's it's important. They're, they're a local agency. They're part of the entrepreneur ecosystem here. And we I think we both see this relationship very differently at this point in time. And I think it's those sort of tough conversations that could be really interesting to bring onto the podcast. Uh, not naming names and name and shame and all that jazz, but just how you deal with that sort of situation could be interesting because I bet there's a lot of people that are listening that aren't devs to outsource work. How do you deal with a freelancer? How do you yeah. deal with an agency? Um, in the company, we've, we've dealt with tens, t big numbers, tens of freelancers um, and three to five large agencies over the last two, three years. 
and there's a lot of learning there. Yeah, I was, was going to say it, it kind of goes to the whole outsourcing when someone's not truly tied into your business and your vision. Hiring them just for a brief stint. Like, yeah. how do you get the most out of them? How do you keep them committed? And yeah, exactly. It's a tough one. Um, and I made loads of mistakes very, very early on. And actually, if you just a little throwback, if you go back and listen to a podcast, which was a talk that we did um, over at Tech Wednesday. Uh, five biggest mistakes bootstrapped the VC the first mistake was not getting a CTO on board because an agency just doesn't have the commitment and the care about what you do um, they just want to write code ship it and I know that if you're listening and you run an agency and you're a dev that as a freelancer trust me I know that there's 99% of you care about what you do and it's the same as this, this thing mm. with the builders like everyone thinks everyone's a rogue trade they're not 99% of them care about what they do and they love their work but you do deal with the 1% occasionally that just puts a really sour taste in your mouth and it might be worth chatting about mm. but go back and listen to that episode that's episode got, 73 by the way 73 awesome just um, do a quick search nice one because it, it, it got really good results uh, for when we did the talk and it seems to be a very very popular episode so far Anything else, mate? Um, no, what time are we on? Uh, 21 minutes. Oh, it's been, I, think we've, I think we've gone long enough. <laughs> it's just been... I, I quite like just the, the general chat structure because I don't really know where it's going to go. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that this app gets shipped today. That's what Mark's told me. Um, all depends on your and Matt's feedback. So hopefully next week we've got Product Live. You've done the videos for it. Probably today, actually, if it's, yeah. if it's a sound product. Um, and we might have someone new starting we're going to a tech awards event next Wednesday as a team might be worth talking about that um, but it's good it's just like you said it's crunch time it's just been heads down doing the work yeah I think you can tell the vibe's just a bit <sighs> yeah it's yeah, just it's been just grinding in a, it's just in a trough it. at the yeah. moment in terms of not into, uh, in my head I was like it's a trough in terms of motivation but it's not everyone's still motivated to do the job mm. it's just energy like it's just it is it drains you it really does when you're cranking out as much hours and as as much intense there's nothing to be kind of like excited no exactly quotes at the moment. I mean don't get me wrong if, if the app's good today and you're doing the videos and it's pushed to the app store then all of a sudden we've got this thing to look forward to is releasing big. it then yeah. it's like boom yeah. the energy get the beers back, yeah. in get the beers in <laughs> cool um, any questions don't forget to reach out on Facebook Startup Diary. So Startup Diary, direct messages on there. Uh, email us, hello at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or Twitter. The Twitter. The Twitter, which is, is it still Startup, is Startup Diary? I think it's our is Startup. It at, I think it's our Startup. What's the app? Is it at our Startup Diary? I'm going to go with that. <laughs> okay. Go well, with someone's going to get my, a fantastic my question. My, yeah, my phone's everyone charge over there and uh, my laptop's locked because I don't have touch ID because the new MacBook is ridiculously expensive, but we can probably just have a chinwag about that another day. £2,700. It's a lot of money. Another day, mate. It's a lot of PC. Yeah.